Hey everybody, it is Friday, August 24th, 2018, and you are listening to the Salvage Title Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Eiseldyke, and I'm here to talk to you about car news, car culture, and car whatever. And today, like many other episodes, it's going to be a nice, quick, easy one. We're going to talk a little bit about some news, about the new Ram hybrids with the EcoTorque system. We'll talk about the debut of the new BMW Z4 and what that may mean for the new Toyota Supra in the car culture segment we're going to talk a little bit more about wheels and tires uh specifically my experience with buying tires for my car uh tires are very expensive who knew right it's a little crazy these days and kind of break down where i ended up uh coming to in regard to getting something new and then last up a car that's been on my mind a car that uh i've weirdly enough kind of been looking at a little more deeply as my uh side project work vehicle it's the Honda CRV, more specifically the second generation Honda CRV. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, more about why that's on my mind uh, towards the end of the episode. And hey, if you like these episodes, you want to hear more about what I have to say about cars, trucks, and whatever else is out there, uh, take a deep dive on Anchor FM at anchor.fm slash YSSMAN, or you can find this podcast for free on a wide variety of platforms all across the internet. Uh, we're on the Apple iTunes podcast. We're on Google Play Podcasts and the Google Podcasts app. Uh, we're on Pocket Cast, Stitcher, all of them. We're there. Uh, if you want to drop a ranking on it, I'd really appreciate it. If you have questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out to me here on Anchor FM, like I said, at anchorfm.com slash YSSMAN or Twitter at YSSMAN. So uh, after the bump, we'll get on into the news. So the 2019 Ram 1500 debuted earlier this year at the North American International Auto Show in Detroit. We've seen the standard V8 models already out in the streets as we've continued to roll through the summer, and now we're finally to the point where the hybridized versions are hitting the streets. Uh, Ram has made a big deal by not saying that these are all hybrids. They're not badged as such. Uh, There's no special trim designation for all these. All you really need to know is that if you buy a V6 model, uh, this hybrid system is going to be standard. And if you buy a V8 model, it is going to be a low-cost option of about $1,500. Uh, The system is, by all intents and purposes, a mild hybrid system, so it's not going to be like what the Prius has or uh, what uh, the Volt has or anything like that. It's going to be something where this uh, hybrid motor basically acts as a starter and it helps run the accessory systems on the engine, thereby decreasing drag on the overall fuel economy of the engine. Uh, that means that uh, in the V8, it sounds like it's about a one to two mile per gallon increase uh, across the board. On the V6, they're saying it's about two to three miles per gallon. Uh, it's not a huge leap, but nevertheless, it's enough to be progress, and progress is what these large trucks need. Uh, you know, I, one confusing thing that I've been trying to read is that some articles reference that this does do a little bit of torque filling, but the other articles that I've read say that the hybrid system doesn't have any contact with the motor whatsoever. So I'm a little spaced out on that. I'll have to do more reading and try to figure that out. Um, but, you know, it really kind of goes back to in a, a very strange point with a lot of these trucks that we have going on these days. I genuinely feel like, you know, as much as I love V8s, as much as I love the performance that they give, as much as I love the sound that they have, 
the V6s and the Turbo 4s really seem to be the way to go going forward. Uh, these new Chevy 2.7 liter turbos are going to be extra fuel efficient uh, and still deliver over 300 horsepower uh, and a ton of torque uh, to all of the pickup trucks that they go in. Uh, this new V6 hybrid still has well over 300 horsepower and a ton of torque to go with that. Um, you know, for 40 ish thousand dollars, you're going to be able to get a pretty well equipped Ram or Silverado. And even though it doesn't have a big V8, uh, I don't know. It seems like it's the right way to go. Uh, whether or not I would get this V6 Ram over the Turbo 4 Silverado, that has yet to be seen. I definitely lean a little bit more towards the GM product in this segment. Uh, but the new Ram is very impressive. For about forty-three dollars to $46,000, it's just about perfect for a civilized, normal pickup truck for someone like me who lives in the suburbs. So going to the complete opposite end of the vehicle spectrum, the BMW Z4 debuted in Pebble Beach. This is the new 2019 model that will be going on sale in the not-too-distant future. It is also the model that shares its chassis with the new Toyota Supra. Uh, Toyota and BMW have been working on this project for the last uh, four or five years. It's been a very long time coming, and this car has some expectations following it. Uh, I think the BMW Z line holds a lot of water in terms of comfort and performance. And, you know, you can go back to the original Z1 without its doors. It was a cool idea. The Z3 really caught on with a lot of people. It was cheap. It was fun. Uh, they're actually reasonably reliable, which is kind of cool. But it's that first Z4, which is technically the second generation Z car, however you want to classify it, uh, that I think a lot of people either loved or hated. I, you know, I didn't really care for the bangle, the crisp bangle flame surface design at the time, but I think it's aged really well. And I think in the lens of today's car to that first Z4, I think they're both really good looking. This is really the closest follow-up to that, and it makes me kind of excited. The car that BMW showed off at Pebble Beach was an M40i Sport, however their stupid naming designations work these days. Uh, more or less, it's a twin-turbo straight-six. Uh, it's got 340 horsepower, a uh, pretty decent, healthy amount of torque for that engine as well, um, as you'd normally expect with those turbos spooling up as they do. Uh, you know, complaints on this car are kept to an absolute minimum. I think the interior looks great. It's got very plush materials. My one thing I don't like is that as Mercedes goes to the glass screens across the dash, BMW is kind of doing the same thing. As such, their infotainment system has this glass surround that has a little bit too wide of an edge to the left of it that I think looks not great. It doesn't look finished. Will it change in the production model? Probably not, because this car's happening very soon. Uh, but what is exciting is that this looks like a very promising chassis size, chassis development, powertrain, all that stuff for the new Supra. The new Supra, we're assuming, will probably debut officially sometime next year. Uh, the Supra will be a hard top version of this car, potentially with a Targa option. Nobody's really confirmed that either way, but more or less, I think the BMW's going to be fine on its own. The Toyota is going to be the one that people are really a little more focused on. Uh, they will share engines, that uh, three liter turbocharged inline six, uh, but what they may or may not share is the eight-speed automatic. It sounds like it's a ZF unit. They're not 100% sure, uh, but it's a good car. So very exciting for sports car fans. The good things are coming. We just have to be a little bit more patient, and we'll see that Toyota very soon. 
Final update in my wheel and tire buying situation. I've locked in on a pair of tires, a set of tires, and it really kind of gets crazy when you start researching where tires are or are not in your needs uh, going forward. Uh, thankfully, we have resources like TireRack.com that really do a lot of in-depth testing, get a lot of customer data to review tires uh, on there because without them, I would have been lost. I travel about 15,000 miles a year between Grand Rapids and the Lakeshore, going back and forth, running errands for my job, and doing many other things around town. And as such, the Kumos that came on my car when I bought them uh, completely burnt out within about two years. Uh, these tires are hot garbage. So if you're out there looking at Kumo tires, please don't. They're not great. Uh, I do not recommend them. Uh, but as such, my shopping kind of came down to a few major options. Uh, one of the ones that I got recommended a lot reading different online things were Continentals, uh, specifically the Conti Track Sport. It's a weird, complicated name. They were very difficult to find around here in West Michigan, so those ones got the axe early on. Uh, the Pirelli P4 Seasons uh, got a lot of really great ratings on Tire Rack, but they were the only brand uh, that was carrying them close to here and so I'd have to get them shipped get them mounted all that stuff changed around and you know that's just a big hassle that I did not want to do price wise they were also one of the most expensive at almost $500 with installation uh, the BF Goodrich Advantage TA Sport is a tire that I do have some experience with I love BF Goodrich tires I think for the money they are some of the best dry traction tires that you can get uh, off-road tires as well that they make are very very good they've been doing high performance tires for a long time they are a brand that you can trust they make a lot of money doing that kind of stuff and you know unfortunately even though they were one of the cheaper options in the list at about $400 or so with installation and all that jazz uh, I ended up with a set of Michelins uh, I ordered them earlier today it's the Michelin Premier all-season tire it is the tire that has the highest ratings available on wet traction dry traction snow traction comfort and performance and fuel economy and as such i'm paying a hefty premium uh, about 600 and some odd dollars without any of the rebates but right now bell tires got 140 dollars in discounts on michelin so it's still expensive but it's going to be worth it when everything is rated so much higher than everything else uh it's pretty unreal how high they're rated compared to some of the other ones out there um so yeah, tire shopping. It's crazy. Do your research and you'll get a good deal. So last up, a car that's been on my mind. It's the second generation Honda CRV. That car was produced from 2004 to 2006 and was based on the seventh generation Civic design. According to some people, this was kind of the beginning of the end for the CRV. Other people mark this as the high point in the model. It really depends on what you're looking for. The first generation CRV was known for being lightweight and handling really well and being relatively fuel efficient, uh, all things considered. The second generation kind of leapt a little bit further ahead. It was bigger. It had a much larger engine. Fuel economy technically, I believe, did increase and overall performance was much better. But then again, there were other drawbacks. Uh, weight was up, you know, overall size was up. 
you know, you kind of go back and forth on this kind of thing. Why I'm interested in it, well, of course, as I've mentioned on this podcast many times, is that uh, I need something a little bit bigger, something that can carry a little more weight inside the back end for my job, uh, where sometimes I need to transport kegs. Uh, But nevertheless, this thing is pretty okay. Uh, it's 2.4 liter engine, makes about 170-ish horsepower. That's pretty good. It was the four-cylinder out of the Accord after all, so it's going to run like a top. Had a five-speed automatic, so it would still get up to 27 miles per gallon on the highway. And the real-time, in air quotes, four-wheel drive system uh, was relatively capable. If the first one was a little more mechanical in its application, the second one was slightly more digital, but it still hadn't made the full leap to traction control-based systems like the current one, which by all accounts is relatively considered garbage. Uh, This system had clutch packs that when slip was detected at the front wheels, it would send power to the rear to kind of dig you out and get you going. It works really well on surface streets and some snowy conditions. It can do some light dirt and mudding, but nevertheless, you're not going to be able to go conquer the Moab trails and this kind of crossover. Uh, What is interesting to me about these vehicles is that they are very hard to find with low mileage. And by low mileage, I mean like 150,000 miles or less. Uh, Almost all the CRVs I'm finding around West Michigan right now uh, they're 175,000, 200,000, 230,000 miles, and they still want five or six, seven thousand dollars out of it. That's crazy. I don't know who's paying these things, but if the owners are saying that they are well taken care of, it is visually evident. Uh, I think a lot of people were towing these behind RVs and other situations like that, and that may account for some mileage in it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting to look at. It's interesting to see how well they've held up. Uh, I'd like to go and drive one. I haven't driven one in a very long time, so I'd be curious to know how they go. If you've got any thoughts about the Honda CRV, make sure you let me know at Anchor FM at anchor.fm slash Y-S-S-M-A-N. Thank you. And as promised, a very short, very simple episode of the Salvage Title Podcast. Uh, As I said at the top of the show, if you want to follow previous episodes, you know where to do it. All the podcasts are available at all the places, and you can dig in here at Anchor FM. Uh, My name is Brad Hazeldyke. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash YSSMAN or at YSSMAN, however the kids do it these days. We do another version of this podcast called the Salvage Title Car Buyer's Guide, where we go into a certain segment of vehicles. We break down what we think are the three best options, and then we add a fourth model for flavor. It may not be the best, may not be the worst, but it is an interesting model that might deserve your consideration. Definitely need to do a new episode. I say that every time I talk about this. I don't know what segment to do. You know, that's the hard part, is there's so many different cars to look at, pickup trucks, SUVs, crossovers, uh, you know, it's all out there. So, uh, yeah, I'll try to think of one and do one again soon. Uh, other news, other things going on, not much. Uh, Labor Day is right around the corner, so, yeah, enjoy what's left of summertime. I already know it's starting to feel like fall a little bit here in West Michigan. Uh, some of the trees are starting to drop some leaves. It feels weird to think about it. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you have a safe, wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoy the nice weather if you've got it. And until next time, guys, we'll see you very soon.